This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for Fan Mail Friday, where I'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback from you as well to kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this is not a great place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth, longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got our fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and more, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut right to it. Dev is 22. He's an officer candidate in the Navy. He works on nuclear energy, safety, and regulation for submarines, aircraft carriers, and nuclear personnel. Sounds pretty heavy duty. He says, I just finished a two-week public policy program at a think tank. I'm trying to find temporary work and housing in D.C. He's really enjoying the shows, moving to a new town, finding a new place, screening and qualifying. He's really building a social circle. He says, however, I have one issue that will bug me in D.C. and came up during the July 4th weekend. Two of my former good friends, I won't mention their names, they still think they're good friends with me, live right next to town. At college, we became friends early on because we would attend parties together and drink together, and one of them became my roommate, and the other guy and I played rugby together, and we joined the same frat too. By my senior year, I kept working on my personal growth and been growing out of these relationships because of the way they acted and treated me and treated other people. I kept my mouth shut, but I stuck out the relationships because I felt it would be really awkward if I didn't. I was in an environment where my personality, growth, and well-being took hits, and I didn't enjoy hanging out with them. I've now been trying to avoid their texts to hang out, and I have a lot of mutual friends with them. This is a bummer because if I'd like to avoid them, I'll run into them if I meet up with mutual friends. Also, I have all these new friends that make me better and are really great, and I don't want to be judged based on my old friends because this happened with some people back at university. Also, I don't think I should tell them I don't want to be friends because this would burn bridges and I can see them saying a lot of stuff behind my back to our other friends. This sounds like a dumb problem, but what do you think? This is a tough one, Jason, because basically he outgrew all of his old friends and normally that's fine because you just lose touch. But in this case, they're kind of proactively dragging him down and being really negative. Yeah, and those those social networks are tied together with the people that he wants to be with and the people that he knew and right. like how to extricate yourself from one without pissing off the other is kind of a tough one. It is tough. We talk about this a lot on the show and we talk about it at AOC boot camp because a lot of times you have to eliminate negative people from your life. And I don't mean, you know, stop seeing everybody who complains once, but if people are really dragging you down, they're not representing the values you want, they're treating other people poorly you do have to limit contact and you really do and here's the thing dev you don't have to tell them that you don't want to be friends anymore but you do need to limit contact with them and i know that that puts you in a weird social place because of those mutual friends but i'm i'm going to say this and jason you might disagree but 
You can hang with your mutual friends. You're allowed to switch friends. They might talk crap. Who cares? The people that you're hanging with now, if they like you, they're not going to care that some gossip queens that you used to be friends with are doing that. In fact, if you hear about it, you can literally tell the new friends the same thing. I don't like hanging out with those guys anymore because they're really negative. You think them gossiping about you behind your back is going to help counteract their image of being negative? I mean, that just proves your point. Their feelings will be hurt, but you can't worry about their feelings more than you worry about your own social and emotional health. So you, you need to switch friends. Keeping negative and bad influential people in your life, negative influences in your life, it's like saying, well, I don't want to quit smoking because my friends smoke. Oh, I don't want to quit doing drugs because my brothers do drugs and that's how we hang out together. Now, that's rational and real, but it's definitely not good for you. And if these were substances, if these friends were illicit substances, you would have been rid of them a long time ago. This question comes in all the time from tons of different people. Hey, Jordan, have you ever thought about expanding to, and I'm not even going to include the city because you can include every major city anywhere on planet Earth. And I'll tell you this. No. Well, yes, we have thought about it, but no, we're not going to do it. People who are committed to learning the skill set that we teach at the Art of Charm, they can make it to L.A. Airplanes don't stop successful people. We used to be based in New York. We had a location out there. We had people coming from all over the world. Now that we're in L.A., we have people coming from all over the world. Anytime I get coaching, which is all the time, I'm flying to Annapolis, Texas, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, other parts of California, Canada. I'm all over the place. In fact, I often fly to other countries routinely to get coaching. And there's people here from Australia right now. There's people here from Sweden right now. There's people here from Norway right now. So the fact that you're not close because you're in Albuquerque means very little to me and very little to us as coaches by way of excuses. If you can't come in from Texas or whatever, it's not the flight that's stopping you. It's something else in your own head. It's another excuse. And in fact, I'll prove this to you anecdotally. Back in the day, we used to get tons of emails, and we again, we still do, about like, well, I've got four friends here in San Antonio, Texas, and we're all ready to sign up, and we're going to do this. So what me and my team would do is we would find a venue down there with the help of whoever was championing us down there. We would book it, we would set it up, we would advertise it, and what would happen with that group of people that was just ready to sign up for the boot camp, they would then say, oh, those dates aren't good for me, even if they agreed on the dates first. And then a couple other people would say, oh, you know, I've got to do this other thing with the money, or there's just another excuse that crops up. They bail for other reasons. We've even had people just not show up. And then they go, well, I didn't come, so I need my money back. That's why we don't travel for this, because we traveled to Texas. We ran a boot camp that was half full because a lot of people couldn't make it last minute, didn't show up, and then we had a whole issue with them trying to get out to L.A., etc. So we're just tired of dealing with other people's excuses, and frankly, we're sold out six months in advance. So if you really want to get here, you just will. If you want to believe your own BS, you'll just do that too. So this really provides a screen for us. So no, we're not coming to your town. You can come to us. Your university professors didn't come to you either. So that's how we feel about it. All right. Now, here's another question I get all the time. Um, it's far less annoying because it doesn't really bug me and it usually comes from younger people. But there are no cute girls in my town. And then insert long sob story here about how there's no girls and I, or there's no guys for that matter. I'm starting to get that a lot more now that our audience is probably half female. And I'm just going to say this is BS. Of course there are. 
you just are sick of seeing them or you don't feel like you can get them or you feel like you need more variety, which I understand is just a guy. It's a guy thing. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. You only need one. And if, if you're going to get married, have kids, et cetera, provided that that's what you're looking for. And in this question, this is what he was looking for. If you know what you're doing, if you've got the pieces in place, if you've listened to the toolbox episodes, you've practiced your AOC skill set, maybe you came from boot camp. If you've got that all in place, you will be the one in 10,000, which is better than any ratio you'll see anywhere in the world. You'll have your stuff together enough to be completely in demand. You also, frankly, this sort of an uncomfortable truth here, you need to deserve what you want. If you are having trouble competing, it's not because of the ratio. It's because you don't stand out. You're just like the zillion other guys. You're at that same level. You're just as interesting or uninteresting. And maybe you don't deserve the cute girls in your town. Maybe they have a better selection. And instead of worrying about where you can play the numbers game, you have to work on yourself a little bit more. And that's what we teach here at AOC. So absorb some of this content if that's the way you feel about it. This question comes from Donna. She said, how can you reduce the chances of a sudden negative personality shift in someone soon after marriage? This is a really interesting question. Uh, because I'm kind of thinking, what happened behind the scenes here where somebody had a sudden negative personality shift? Now, the truth is people do change over time. It happens. But when somebody suddenly changes into, let's say, a domineering, crazy, controlling nut job right after they get married, change isn't really the problem. They were always like this. They were always controlling. They were always domineering. They just hit it really well so that they could dupe you into getting married. And I'm sorry, but that's really clear from this letter here. The details don't matter, which is why I didn't read it. Once the marriage is a done deal, though, they show their true colors because they think they've got you locked in. And it makes me ask some cultural questions uh, in my reply back to her about cultural heritage and things like that. Because seemingly this may or may not happen in a marriage where you don't get to date the person very much beforehand, but but you never know. So how do you protect yourself? If you're listening to this and you don't know if you're going to end up in the same situation, watch out for the signs of a controlling, manipulative personality. Here we go. Look closely at how they treat other people, especially other people who can't offer them anything or who are in a subservient or submissive position. We've mentioned this a lot before on the show as well, but it's, it's so true. Someone who's nice to you but isn't nice to, say, the waiter is not a nice person. Do they become jealous or angry when you talk about past relationships? That's a really clear red flag uh, in most relationships. If somebody can't handle the fact that you actually have a past, you should have a talk about it. If they still can't handle it, they need to work on themselves. If they don't do that, run. Watch what they do when things go wrong. What happens when the food's cold? When their delivery doesn't get there? When there's a hole in the ceiling of their brand new house? <clears throat> when the car has a flat tire? Do they freak out? Do they go crazy at the airport because there's somebody taking too long in line in front of them? Do they berate people? Uh, do they blame people? Watch out for stuff like that. What do they do if you say no or you set some sort of personal boundary? Do they, they pressure you? Do they work the angle? Do they try to convince you? Um, do they ignore the fact that you don't want to do that and just do it anyway? That's a really big red flag. Uh, Look at how they treated their exes. Listen to how, especially how they talk 
about their past relationships and partners. If every single person they've dated is the devil incarnate, if every single business relationship they've had or every single close partnership or relationship they've had end terribly, are they not close with anyone in their family because the family just doesn't get them, etc.? And this is a combination thing, of course. It's not just one of these things. But if so, stay away, get away, don't get near them in the first place, whatever. Uh, are they possessive, to my earlier point? Are they possessive, jealous? Are they controlling over little things? What if you hang out with a friend who's not the same gender? What if you hang out with a girl and you're a guy? Or what if you're hanging out with a guy and you're a girl? Do they get upset? Do they get peeved if you go out and hang out without them, even if you're just with your regular guy friends? These are huge, huge flags of somebody who just can't handle it. Do they always have to get their way? Are they upset if they want to do something, but you want to do something else? Do they try to weasel that and get their own way all the time, or is it pretty much 50-50 split? And watch how they behave under pressure. Do they go from kind, polite, charming, to crazy a-hole in no time just because something happened that didn't go their way, the flight's delayed, their taxi gets caught in traffic, etc. It's kind of a reiteration of the earlier point, if they can't handle the stress. Do they try to separate you, and this is a more serious one, do they try to separate you from your friends and family? Like, maybe you don't need to spend time with other people. Maybe we should just snuggle up every weekend instead of being social. Did they try and curate your social circle by keeping you away from certain friends? Now, sometimes you just hang out with people that are a bad influence, but is it everyone or is it one person in particular? This is a huge flag because abusive relationships, I've found when I was asking around about this question, the number one early warning sign of an abuser is somebody who isolates you from your social circle. So be careful here. And last but definitely not least, and there's probably a million more of these things, but do they accuse you or other people of malfeasance of some kind? For example, do they accuse you of cheating or do they accuse you of going around behind their back for something? Do they accuse you of not being trustworthy without any evidence? Those are huge red flags. So be careful there. If you find more than one of these, watch out. You're not in a healthy relationship. All right, I want to start a little, tiny little segment here, the review of the week. I love this one. I picked this from the Canadian music store randomly. It's five stars, of course. It says, Listener Beware by Modern Tribesmen. It said, Consider yourself warned. Listening to this podcast will do nothing to your life. But as soon as you take these lessons seriously and start applying them to your life, they will take your life to a whole new level. The journey will not be easy, but it will be yours. Enjoy. I started to listen to Jordan not long ago, and now I stepped up, and now I'm sailing around the world. That's cool, man. You can pick me up in San Jose, San Francisco, California. Yeah, so you can find me in Long Beach. I'll be waiting. I uh, have my little flag out, and you can swing by and pick me up. Right, yeah, you'll be <laughs> on the dock break. with your Bermuda shorts. Exactly. No kidding. That's awesome, man. Congrats, modern tribesmen, for sailing around the world, and I'm glad that we had a part in convincing you that you were able to do that. So I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can reach me, Jordan, at theartofcharm.com. I read everything. I'd love to hear from you. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. 
Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com charm. Just go to indeed.com charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. 